How you doing? This is taken from the 10th round of the first fight, right? Good call. How'd you know that? I heard about a third fight between you and Apollo. Behind closed doors. That true? How'd you hear about that? Who won? It's kind of a secret. What'd you say your name was? I'm done. Okay. Well, the girl said you wanted to talk about something? Yeah, I want to talk to you about training me. Training? <laughs> I don't do that stuff no more. Sorry about that. Listen, it's getting kind of late, kid, so I'm going to uh, close up. How good was he? Apollo? Yeah, he's great. He's a perfect fighter. Ain't nobody ever better. So how'd you beat him? Time beat him. Time, you know, takes everybody out. It's undefeated. Anyway, I got a lot. So when up. Mickey died, he came and talked to you, right? Talked you out of quitting. Took you to L.A. Trained you. Brought you back. How do you know all this? How do you think? What are you, like a cousin? He's my father. We live in the era of the fan. Now more than ever, our voices are heard, and we have a lot to say. With decades of continuity across all of our favorite fictional universes, this podcast is here to take you through what is, what isn't, what could have been, and what is simply canon fodder. Welcome to Cannon Fodder, everyone. Uh, we are really excited to be here today. Today is one of the great days for podcasting um, because we are going to be talking about a movie franchise and a universe that is second to none. It is the Italian American Championship, uh, just righteous, most important movie for any Italian American ever, I think. I think it's. I think. I think you know. You've got Godfather. You've got you know. Uh, oh, Godfather for Italian Americans. <laughs> yes, this movie about a bunch of sadistic fucking assholes murdering people. Like. That's that's right. That's right. Uh, no, this is it, this is our Rocky episode. So yeah, we're uh, excited to be here today. Uh, I'm Anthony. Oh, I'm Matt, and I'm Ed. Yeah. And uh, so today we are going to be discussing not only the five or six Rocky movies themselves, yep. but also uh, the two Creed movies and then some really fun, cool tie ins that you may not have known about where Rocky actually shows up in other universes, which is actually pretty cool. Lots as well of as some, in this one. Yeah, as well as some some pretty cool, you know, kind of behind the scenes things. But 
First and foremost, we'd like to thank today's non-sponsor, who didn't sponsor our show, but we are giving them credit anyway, and that is Pat's, the king of steaks. Because if if you have ever seen the first Rocky movie, the very first time that Gazzo and Rocky meet each other, it is outside of Pat's Steakhouse. So I drove to Pat's Steakhouse this morning. Luckily, they're open 24 hours. Which is insane that you drove this morning. I love that. So I got uh, an 8 a.m. Uh, Pat's cheesesteak, as well as stopping by the statue, which had a line at 7.30 a.m. on a Sunday, everyone. There was a line of people taking photos. So I visited the set, if you will. And yeah, for forever. those of you uh, who have seen the statue in Rocky Three, they had to move the statue from the top of the steps, where he triumphantly ends every run and every movie, to the bottom of the steps in the park. Because it was causing a line of people blocking the entrance to the art museum. Yep. The most important piece of art at the museum was the statue from the movie. Yep. So I actually heard as well that one of the reasons or like, you know, reasons that they gave behind it was because they didn't consider it art. It was considered a movie prop. Uh So that's why they moved it away from the museum because it's not technically considered art. Yeah, well, clearly they're fucking wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, come on. (laughs) I mean, it's it's one of the most important pieces of, like, history for Philadelphia. And nobody would give a shit about Philly if it wasn't for the Rocky movies. You know, I I, I would say, you know, that and uh, the ECW arena. I mean, I think they're the two (laughs) most important historical things. Things that ever happened. No. The Liberty Bell, no. No, no, no. Yeah. Anything else? No. Nope. Nope. Two I most mean, yeah. important the, the historical of things. modern democracy is second <laughs> to this movie. Absolutely. Although we are biased. I mean, I agree with that. On the video feed, we'll see. I have my Creed, my Creed shorts. He does. He does. <laughs> ready to go. I am wearing an Armani. Uh, this is actually a large T-shirt. Now I have owned this for a long time. This is a large, and it fits me like a small. I feel like I'm wearing a baby shirt right now. Oh, it's it's not really Rocky related. It's just very very Italian. It's it's it looks it's like Italian American. It's Italian American. And I am wearing uh, Darth Vader on a Vespa, because which has nothing to do nothing with Rocky. To do with Rocky, because <laughs> I don't own any I don't own any American paraphernalia. <laughs> so or Goomba paraphernalia for that matter oh you do so let's get into it (laughs) we're gonna start with rocky which won best picture and best director the 1976 oscars this is the first time we are dealing with a with um with a really highbrow film to start off a universe all the other universes we've we've dealt with uh, they started with movies that did not win multiple (laughs) oscars but right off the bat rocky directed by john g alvidson and written by Sylvester Stallone, 1976. What is important to note about this movie, not only does Stallone write it, but he went out of his way to make sure that he was the star. Yeah. Right. And it's it's insane to think about, too, that like the movie, because Sylvester Stallone was a nobody, you know, yeah. in terms of Hollywood coming into this, and yeah. to have your first outing, essentially, as uh, both a star <clears throat> and a writer, um, Win Oscars, multiple Oscars. It's yeah. just like 
Wow. <laughs> this really set the fucking tone there. <laughs> the, the story behind the first Rocky movie is just, I mean, fantastic. There's so many different little ins and outs to the, the story itself. Um, everything from Butkus, his dog, where he had to sell his dog in order to help pay to write the script. Um, yeah. And get the movie made. And then when the script got bought, he went back to the store clerk that he had sold the dog to and tried to buy the dog back for more money. Offered him like $1,000 and the store clerk turned him down. So then he had to offer him even more money in order to buy the dog back. That's right. Great. It's such a great movie, and little do people know. Now, one of the biggest and best shots in all of the the Rocky franchise, really, it's become iconic, as you were discussing this morning, is running the steps of the museum, the, the uh, art museum there in Philadelphia. Now, Rocky was actually a technological leap forward for movie making, because that scene was filmed because a... Um, uh, a camera developer had created a Steadicam and he was demonstrating the effectiveness of his Steadicam and actually filmed his girlfriend running up the stairs of the uh, the steps of the art museum. And, and Sylvester Stallone liked it so much, he's like, oh, man, we've got to have that in the movie. That's amazing. Right? And it's, it's one of the things that you don't really think about for Rocky One is that it, it, you, you don't look at it as like a technological leap forward like you do for Terminator 2 or you do for Star Wars. But it really was. That Steadicam had not been used in that way ever before. And Rocky, Rocky One was the first time that it had been. And it was for that scene of him running up the steps. Yeah, it's it's great. You don't think of a series that has like so many crazy sequels as being, you know, when it came out, yeah. best picture, Oscar, great movie. So, I want to start off by talking about so I hadn't seen the movie in years. I the first Rocky, first <laughs> yeah. Rocky in years. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's, it's such it's, a, an unbelievably totally good movie. Up. Yeah. But after being away for for a long time, the first thing I noticed is Paulie that Philly looks just, the same now as it did in 1977. I think it a little bit better back then in, in the midst of uh, <laughs> economic decline. Um, Paulie is terrible. Oh, he's, he's the worst. He's, he's a horrible human person. being. I, it's very hard to find anything redeeming about him. No, there's nothing. He's terrible to his sister. Yeah. He's terrible to Rocky. Time. Yeah. I mean, we get into later. He loses all of their money later. Like, yep. there's nothing yep. good about this. Guy. No, Paulie no. sucks. He's the worst. The only time that Paulie is good is in the second movie, and he actually has lost weight. He looks a lot slimmer in the second movie, but we'll get there. Yeah, and we'll kind of talk about. It. But you're absolutely right. There's literally nothing redeeming about him. No. But there's actually a funny scene, right? So there's this scene right before uh, Adrian and Rocky go ice skating. Right? It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. And they're supposed to sit down and have a Thanksgiving turkey together. Yeah. They were so poor on this movie set, and they didn't have enough money to pay for extra turkeys. <laughs> so they reused the same turkey over and over and over again. And the leg that Paulie takes a bite out of, they had to keep reattaching to That's the great. turkey. And when when <laughs> he throws it out the door, there's actually people on the other side with like a blanket that are catching the turkey every single time he threw it out. Oh, oh the joys of filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. How terrible is it? He just throws out the turkey. Like, he's just... 
He's the worst. Yeah, Paulie sucks. He's fucking terrible. There is literally nothing like. Why do you? Like, why does he like him? Why? Like, he's just the worst person ever. Yeah, there are so there are so many characters, and and you know, you, you talk about it in lots of different movies where like they want to make the asshole character like Paulie sort of sympathetic in a way, but Paulie is you don't feel any sympathy for him at all for the for the most part. Like he's just so hateable. You're just like fuck this guy. Like I mean, y'all we all know we've all met people like Paulie before, yeah. and you're just like you're just like. Like, listen, I, I don't feel bad for you. You're just a complete piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of movie tropes, one thing I, I'd almost forgotten about the character of Tony Gazzo, who's in Rocky One and Rocky. He's yeah, so yeah. good. And and what's so whoops, what's so unique about Tony is that the whole time you're waiting for the other shoe to drop, you think of it like a red herring because the first thing you think of when you see gangster throwing around money involved with a boxer. Yep. That he's going to pressure him to throw the fight at a certain time or whatever it is for gambling. And throughout both movies that he's in, he's just a supportive, nice guy. Like when he gives Rocky the money to train, you you know, the first thing you think when watching the movie is, oh, this is going to come back. And it never does. He just gave mo- money to Rocky to train. Yeah. And then in the second movie, when when Rocky has all this money after his first fight, he's trying to give him investment yeah. <laughs> advice. Yeah, like, that was great. Yeah. Not trying to scam him. He's literally being like... Let's invest it smartly, not yeah, like let's, I have Let's invest thing. in condominiums, <laughs> yeah. but ro- we find out that Rocky never uses them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is accurate. He doesn't use a condominium. No, he definitely does not use a condominium. <laughs> and the other thing about the movie that sometimes gets lost in retrospect is that it's not a sports movie, in my opinion. No. No, not there, at all. There's no. yeah. 10 minutes of fighting. There is a fun training sequence. Yep. Yeah. But... Up until the final 10 to 15 minutes, it is a love story. It's a it's love story. It's about a story. guy down on his luck. Yep. <clears throat> and I want to Who doesn't really have many talents other than... Right, right. <laughs> getting no. punched in the fucking face. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, like, boxing is, you know, in and around everything that's happening. Right. But it's not, you know, like, it's not about him getting back on top or this or that. Like, all the other movies have the sports tropes. This is just about a guy getting his shot. And it could almost be getting a shot in any business, like a big case or like a big sale. You know, yeah. like it's just about a guy getting a sale. So picking up on that nature, I want to play clip number two, which kind of demonstrates what the real heart of this film is. I don't see it. What's the attraction? I don't know. Fills gaps, I guess. What's gaps? I don't know, gaps. She's got gaps, I got gaps. Together we fill gaps. I don't know. That's the whole movie right there. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And I mean, just a, a, a key point for a, a great love story. Yeah. You know, Adrian is very shy and Rocky couldn't be more outgoing. You know, he kind of brings her out of her shell and and Rocky needs confidence and like a reason to do things. And yeah. Nicky says that, you know, when he's talking to him, you know, it's not that Rocky never had the talent, that Rocky just didn't push himself. And That's right. Getting with Adrian, having a kid. And having this stuff to protect is what gives Rocky the push he needs. Yeah. And that gets into what I also want to talk about, which is that this series is not about winning. No. Many people forget when they look back on Rocky. Right. He loses. Yeah, he loses the first. And throughout the series, it's not always about winning. There are many times when the main fighter, be it Creed or Rocky, wins a fight. But that's not what's important. What's important about is is trying your best 
mm-hmm. getting up when you're hit, like like it's getting back up, yeah, doing your best, and and that's a great message, and like that is like the Rocky ethos, yeah, yeah. Well, that's one of the and that's one of the best lines from um, Rocky Two, right. and what really starts the <clears throat> the story going for Rocky Two because Rocky Two, of course, like literally picks up right when the first movie ends. Yeah, they're yeah. still in the fucking hospital of Rocky and Apollo after beating the shit out of one another, but the movie starts or you know a, a little bit quarter on where Apollo says to his trainer, he's like, man, I won, but I didn't beat him. Yeah. And it's like one of the coolest lines because right. I mean, he's yeah. right, you know, um, but it's one of the best lines and it sets the tone really for like the rest of the movie is coming on after that as well. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, you know, it, it just shows like, and, and of course it, it comes back again in Rocky Balboa, which I'm sure we'll talk about when we get there. But, um, you know, in one of the, the best speeches of all time. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is really the core of, of what Rocky is all about is perseverance. Yeah. Right. Through adversity, when the whole world has got you down, when everything is against you, you know, just keep pushing forward. Yeah. Taking you know? the hits and getting back up. Yeah. And, and that's, and that is how he wins if you will you know the the public's love in rocky one yeah it's that it's not that he outboxed creed in 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 very rare cases does he ever outbox anybody (laughs) yeah what he does is (laughs) yeah what he does in the first rocky is he just keeps on getting up yep yeah yep creed is destroying him and he just keeps on getting up and then getting into rocky two okay in that next fight, that's all about being the one who gets up as well. Okay, yep. so are we now, we're jumping <laughs> yeah. over into Rocky 2 yeah, now? No, yeah. Okay, so, so there is something very important that I want to talk about here. Yeah. So you have the... Fight. Okay, so it is, in my opinion, one of the most accidentally hilarious, and I don't know if it was an accident, but it's really one of the most hilarious kind of like, uh, I don't know, inside baseball jokes that happens, and that is in the first movie... Rocky is talking to Gazo, and I forget the name of the guy who's driving the car. The guy's like who a, doesn't like Rocky. No, who doesn't like Rocky at all. Yeah, right. And he and Gazo gives Rocky fifty dollars to take Adrian out. Right, and he's yeah. talking to him. And uh, now, apologies for this. It's the line from the movie, but he goes, "Take her to the zoo, Rock." I hear retards like the zoo. You know, it's like take her to the zoo, and Rocky gets real mad at her, or at him, right? Yeah. He's like, he like wants to fight him. He's like trying to reach through the car. He's like, take her to the zoo, Rock. In the beginning of the second movie, the first thing that Adrian and Rocky do is yep. go to the zoo. Go to the zoo. Yeah, that's where he proposes to her. That's yeah, where he, proposes he to takes her, yep. the exactly. jerk's advice as the place to propose. Yes, yeah, the place to propose. I mean, it's just amazing. The first thing that he does in the second movie is take her to the zoo. But here's what's funny, as well. He says how much he loves the zoo, almost yeah. saying he's the guy. With yeah, the he's the retard. Yeah. <laughs> It's so yeah. great. And then and the way he proposes to her at the zoo is like just so spot on with the yeah. character. I forget exactly what he says, but it's like, oh, you want to spend, you know, maybe the rest of your life. I don't know. A guy like me. Yeah. <laughs> just like, would you not mind? Yeah. Would you not mind? Me much? Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, is, I, I was just I, I was yeah. wondering, uh, you know, what are you doing for the next 40 or 50 years? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You type that into Microsoft Word and it switches languages. <laughs> it, it brings up Esperanto yeah, you, or something. You pass it through the Philadelphia translator. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing about Rocky 2 is that it is it is slightly more of a sports movie, but it's also just one big fight at the end. Yep. Yeah. There's a much larger training sequence, though. This is yes. the movie, like, we think of Rocky as having these, like, 
you know, crazy training sequences where, you know, oh, you know, he doesn't go to the gym. He chases chickens. He runs right. up steps. He yeah. is, you know, he is, you know, pounding tires or whatever it might be. He's right. beef, beef in the beef yeah. in the thing. And they do a little bit of that in Rocky 1, but Rocky 2 is they really pump up the music. Oh, yeah. Right. They really get him doing the unconventional workout. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because it, it really does, like, Rocky 2, like so many other movies that, I'm um, sorry, so many other sequels that play, it plays into the trope of, like, you know, the first movie, the underdog movie in terms of the movie production, not the character. Right. Low budget, you know, we're like, still a great movie. And then you can see now, okay, there's a lot more cash to make this oh, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. Right, Fight like, you know. is so like, much better. Yeah, yeah, so much better. Yeah. And you've got, like, you know, but you've got, like, the things you're saying, like, the, the music with the training montages, and it's mm. all just, like, you can see from the sequel perspective, like, okay, they've got more money making this movie now and they're yeah. using every single cent of it <laughs> yeah there's there's I, I i heard that one of the largest pieces of budget for the first movie was on the prosthetic on like the makeup and prosthetics for yeah. the fight at the end yeah right which is yeah. the like one of the smallest parts of the movie right and yeah. then, but the the, prosthet- the prosthetics he has when he's doing the commercials oh, remember? It's hilarious <laughs> oh in rocky oh, too so they're terrible <laughs> not only that there during that if you if you rewatch the movie guys during that commercial they disappear what disappears like, like during him filming the scene where he fails at being the commercial being in the commercial at the beginning of the scene they're on his face and then he gets he gets into an argument with the director well, he, he takes around. him off he takes him off yeah he takes it yeah, off yeah but he, 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 but like it's not shown very well like, all, like like he takes him off after they're off him it's like there's a shot of him. Oh, oh, yeah, because oh. because they're they're so like cheaply put yeah. on there. He yeah. just like pulls they're, them right yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, and that commercial scene was hilarious. Now you work obviously in the film mm-hmm. industry, right? So yeah. oh, really? the director, the director for this was is notoriously he's just such a jerk, right? Like <laughs> it, it's you just hate the director. He doesn't try and help Rocky. Rocky's obviously not an actor. Yeah. He's a sports star, and he's just. Have you ever encountered a director? Is that like like a stereotypical director like no but in terms of personality no but i have to gather that that comes from stallone yeah like he must have dealt with a guy like that he was an upcoming actor because with rocky two he takes over directing and this is where he really he directs most of the of the next several movies so not only did he write it but he directed it and which is very impressive because there's some great shots in this and it's always hard to be the director and like the star he's basically in every scene yeah. So yeah. So he's. But yeah, I, there had to have been some terrible director because yeah. Because you know, even though Rocky is like a caricature of Stallone, mm-hmm. there's a lot in there, and I think because Stallone just naturally has this like brute look to him, I think he was probably undervalued all the time. Like yeah. Like even now, I think people think of him. Oh, this guy who talks like this. He's written this whole series. He's written Academy Award-winning movies. Like oh yeah, say no, what no, you will yeah. about Stallone. Oh, yeah. Like he might sound <laughs> like he's uneducated, but he clearly. Has yeah, you know, like has well, and, and incredible then, and then, talent. And then people also think, you know, too, like when they when you think of like the Rambo movies, which I'm sure will be a whole other episode. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, once you For once sure. you get beyond, you know, First Blood, they become a lot more like the the Rambo series devolves into like just low brow <laughs> blowing shit up like much quicker than the Rocky series does, and like arguably, you know, I mean. 
people, I, I would say it's like probably 50-50, people either know him for Rocky or know him for Rambo, and I think that has some bearing on people's judgment of Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, Rambo Rambo two, or Rambo or 3 is like a ridiculous movie. So like, of course, the newer Rambos, yeah. they're just blood and guts and gore. Is that the one in Afghanistan, Rambo yes, 3? Yeah. Yes, correct. That the horse riding <laughs> Yes, where he's riding the horse. And he, he plays like... I guess it's polo or something like on horseback. He's playing. That. Oh, it's so ridiculous. He's like, oh, I'll give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he uses like a missile to take out like one guard tower. Like yeah. it's so stupid. And he's fighting with collie sticks in the in the beginning <laughs> yeah, of the movie. The yeah, and the, the underground fighting ring. Yes. It's just so oh, good. God. It's just such a good movie. But talking uh, about kind of jumping the shark a bit. Yeah. I love Rocky Three for what it does to the Creed Rocky relationship. Oh yeah, yeah totally. But. Did you guys notice rewatching Rocky Three? He's not Rocky. He is absolutely. Ve- he's very different because it's but supposed he's... to show that he has been the champion for a long time. Mm-hmm. So even Paulie mentions it in the beginning. There's yeah. like one throwaway line of dialogue which I absolutely loved. Oh, you fixed your face up, handsome. Yeah, it's yeah. obvious that he had plastic surgery. He's yeah. way more yeah. cut. In Rocky three yes. than he was in Rocky two or Rocky one, like he is right. chiseled. Yeah. Like yeah. he looks, he looks like a Greek god in that. Right? It's like, like, that, it's like that South Park episode with the money. Yes. You know, like yeah. how it changes people. Like it's <laughs> yeah. exactly, it's exactly what you feel. And, like I totally, and I totally get that, and that's how they kind of show that he's gone soft and all that. Right. Yeah. But just the way he talks, totally he, different. But he goes back to the in, in four and five and the Creed movies. He goes back to that accent. It's just for some reason in Rocky three. He talks like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why. Because <laughs> I think that they're trying to show, because they even in the first montage, in the, the Eye of the Tiger montage, which this is my by far my favorite Rocky movie. I love Rocky 3. Is it because it is Hulk Hogan? Uh, n- well, listen, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rocky 3. Um, Thunder Lips. Rocky th- <laughs> you, can, you can make a very good argument that Rocky 3 is the reason why WWE is what it is today. Because Hulk Hogan and Mr. T were both in Rocky Three in 1982. Yeah, right. They main evented WrestleMania in 1984. Right. Okay. Hulk Hogan didn't become champion until January 23rd of 1983. Wow, that's very specific. Okay. So he wasn't. It wasn't until six months after Rocky Three. Uh, debuted that Hulk Hogan then became a megastar right. and won the title from Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden, right? And then, bam! And then, of course, WrestleMania, that was the, the launching point, and it had both Rocky, or excuse me, it had both um, Hulk Hogan, Mr. T, and they came out to Eye of the Tiger. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he has so much charisma. It's, you know, he he fights Rocky in this, like, charity event, which, yeah. it, which oh, even man. though it's so campy, 80s and over the top, I agree. It's supposed to be that way because it's yeah. supposed to show Rocky just, he does, he's not a boxer anymore. He's right. like, yeah. you know, he's like a public figure. And Hulk Hogan is so good because he is everything you think of as, like, the prima donna wrestler. He yeah. Has, he gets, yep. You know, between the body, the Girls, the the you know like the the to all my really slaves corny, out there, yeah, the really Thunder corny innuendo, <laughs> and like uh, and and just the way too that they show that it's just like a switch. Yep. Yeah, when the fight's over, he goes up, they take yeah. a photo. They're, yeah. they're have you seen the Have you seen the behind the scenes <laughs> shot where uh, Hogan is standing on like a riser to make him look so much taller than Stallone? 
Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is funny because Hulk Hogan is really <laughs> six foot six and Stallone is like five ten, I think. He's like very small. Yeah. Yeah, he's they've got yeah. him standing on like a small riser to like that's look down amazing. on but him. But I think in the movie they say like he is standing almost seven feet, which is like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like the you're the eighth wonder of the world yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like, like, why are they why yeah. are they carrying him? So cool behind is cool inside baseball here. Um when Sylvester Stallone reached out to Hulk Hogan, he had seen Hulk Hogan wrestle a few different times. Nice. And he reached out to Hulk Hogan, and originally Hulk Hogan had um, said no because he thought it was actually a joke. He got a phone call <laughs> from, I guess it was Sylvester Stallone's like manager or whatever, like offering him this part, and Hulk Hogan thought it was like a joke. And so he won. So uh, it was when Hulk Hogan wrestled Andre the Giant in Shea Stadium years, almost 10 years before um, before he wrestled Andre the Giant uh, at WrestleMania three. Uh, he wrestled in Shea Stadium. And it was that night that he actually got a Western Union like telegram that was sent directly to him and it was from Sylvester Stallone himself and offered him the part and Hulk Hogan took the part. That's a great little story. That's and, cool. And on top of that, it's also why Hulk Hogan had left WWE the first time around. So Vince McMahon senior was the owner. Vince McMahon senior did not want Hulk Hogan to make this movie. Right, which is, I mean, it's just insanity. But he didn't want yeah. him. He's like, you're not an like actor. A, you're a wrestler. It's a bit part, though. He's in it for like three minutes. Exactly. Like. <laughs> but he's like, he That's didn't. They, there was such a line that was drawn back then between you know acting and wrestling and the, and kayfabe. Wait, what is oh, real? Oh yeah, because they, they right, wanted right. people to think it was real. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas now, because back in the day, it wasn't as widely known that it is. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. You'd get beat up if you went up to a wrestler and you said, you know, hey, great show tonight. Yeah. They punch you in the face like <laughs> if you said great fight tonight they'd be like yeah but if you said great show tonight they that that was not okay so that is actually why hulk hogan left wwe went to minneapolis and wrestled for the awa and then once rocky once rocky three came out yeah. yeah then that was the explosion of of hulkamania can you can you eat your fucking cheesesteak like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> Like you're gonna sit there and let this. I understand it's, it's a, a little lukewarm. You know, it's. it's I already had. One yeah, he already had one. Also, no, you already had <laughs> one this morning. So why'd you buy an extra one? one? We had two. You can props. never have. You can never have too many cheese. You're a waste of cheesesteak, man. Yeah. I won't waste it. So, but yeah, Rocky Three. I, I think for a number of different can you reasons. Turn off your phone if we're gonna call people out, Matt. Nope. <laughs> for a number of different reasons, I think that it, it is it, it, by far the best Rocky movie. I also yeah. think that, like you were saying, it gives such depth to the Apollo Creed character. Whereas previously, he's looked at as oh, maybe not like a villain, villain, but he's definitely the yeah antagonist. He's Ali. He, yeah. He's Ali. He, yeah, exactly. he says outrageous things not because he's mean but because he knows that's what it takes yeah. to grow the sport and to make himself money. Right. And and you know, he even they even talk about it in Rocky 2 where he's not afraid of looking like the villain cuz he needs to do whatever it takes yeah, to they get have Rocky that, out of retirement. Right. That's back to that scene I was talking about before when he's yeah. talking with his with his managers and stuff yeah. about it. he's like, you know, that Rocky doesn't want to come and do the fight and he's like, "Do whatever you have to do." And that's when they start that whole smear campaign with like the Rocky's a chicken and like yeah, that whole and the thing and it's like, oh, yeah, the Italian chicken. Yeah, it's so great. chicken. Yeah. 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 So in Rocky three, two, this is where it really makes the jump. Right. So it turns from being a 
So it's not yet a sports movie. I wouldn't call it that. It was definitely more of an action movie, though. Yeah, it, yeah. lots it, more it, fights. Yeah, lots bigger tons of bigger punches, and it's the first time you get a meaningful death. Yeah, yes. And you have you have three different fights. You've got Rocky versus Clubber Lang one, Rocky yep. versus Clubber Lang two, and Rocky versus Thunderlips. Thunderlips. Yeah, <laughs> Thunderlips, baby. Yeah, but this is but this is where where, uh, where Mick dies, and this yes. is like you know yeah. this is the first Very time pivotal. you really get like you know you're you're in this you're in this movie which has been like like we said so much more over the top so much more lighthearted in a sense you know than the other ones were and then bam all of a sudden Mick dies and you're like yeah. oh they're like okay now the movie is just taking a turn again and it yeah. hits harder because of that it does it, yeah it, no, it really you're, does. you're not expecting it like yeah. you're really not expecting it especially after the way the first two movies have gone you know with the whole underdog theme and the pulling yourself up and that whole thing you know and they go they go back to that but just first Mick has to die and you're yeah. like holy shit <laughs> yeah and Mr. T was just the absolute perfect choice for Clubber Lang like he was so good He's so intimidating. I remember when I watched this as a kid and I saw it for the first time. Oh, he's scary as fuck. He's so oh, yeah. scary. Like, he's just mean and angry and, like, yeah. you're just, you're afraid of him. Yeah. Right? And, like, he's just, yeah. Like, yeah. he's he's just, you know, and he's working out and he's he's got that gritty, you know, like... In the basement, you know, with the ropes tied to like the ceiling, and he's just doing the pull ups <laughs> and everything. Like, it just looks so gritty, and like, he just looks so tough and so just like carved out of stone. Wait, and, and Rocky, Rocky Three is the one that, with the training montage where him and Apollo are running in the, on the beach, right? Oh, and they're just like man. slowly jumping yeah. up and down, right? With, with belly shirts, <laughs> which apparently yeah, crop tops and like short shorts. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. W- w- belly shirts were a thing for guys. <laughs> Listen, if I had abs, I'd wear belly shirts too. Yeah, but if you had abs, yeah, no, that, yeah. That was how it. It was like the. It was either that or like the muscle shirts with like the low cut, you know, tank, yeah. like that. Hell, that like just hung in between your pecs, you know, so you can see the top of your abs. Like yeah. <laughs> another Rocky, thing. Yeah. Another thing about Polly, though, like in Rocky Three. He's a racist. Wildly racist. <laughs> like, yeah. one of the most ridiculous, like, wildly racist rants and, yeah. like, see, he's... But like, are you surprised at this point, though? Like, no, we're not surprised. absolutely not. No, I mean, absolutely like, he's, he's, he, like, he basically abuses his sister. Yeah. He mooches off his friend. He's a gangster. So, just throw another thing on there. Yeah. <laughs> why, would, why would he be enlightened about race relations in the 70s? Wait, what happens to Pauly <laughs> after this movie? I forget. Pauly sticks Pauly, around. He sticks around, and I then he loses uh, all their money. Yeah. Like in, in, in Rocky, Rocky Four, yeah, right? Rocky no, Five. No, end, Five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rocky Five. He loses all their money. Yeah. yeah. In, in in Rocky Balboa, he's just there. He's eating there. at the restaurant. Yeah. He's, I forgot he, he was he's, in Rocky he's, Balboa. He's good in in, yeah. and, in then, and then he's dead. And then he's dead by Creed. Creed. Yeah, oh yeah, because nobody gives a shit anymore. Well, I well they kill him off because you need to have Rocky be alone. Right. Yeah. Or else the Creed thing isn't as meaningful. Right. Exactly. If he has a best friend hanging around, he's not a broken man. But he's also become like a useless character after yeah. like that point you know like <laughs> yeah oh he's just yeah. so he, yeah, he's yeah. Just oh, the yeah worst. But you're right like he walked like everything he says like to these <laughs> yeah everything he says to like the other boxes because you know because in this he movie he can't fight to that uh jungle junk music oh it's, just, <laughs> it's so cringy <laughs> it's so cringy and and it's and it's funny because there is a lot of talk about this movie series about you know like rocky representing the great white hope yeah and i feel like stallone internalized that in Rocky 3 when he was writing it and he and he kind of I think fights against that so anybody who 
saw this movie as all like a color scale of the white guy versus yeah, the like, black guy. I, I don't see that yeah. at all. Like, There's a lot of talk. No. But there, there was back then. It'll, that's why In a lot the first of, three yeah. movies, yeah. the it's main antagonist a, is is black. But, but, and no, Stallone, but yeah. Stallone writes out of it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because Stallone, I think Stallone saw that there were people who were seeing that movie as like a black and white thing. Yeah. And he goes out of his way to make creed and rocky best friend yeah. right yeah which so, they I mean, really do in three and four so, yeah. they, so then you kind of like he 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 quelches that notion yeah so yeah. i mean right I, I guess my bat. i guess my point is i, I can see why yeah. people would go down that road yeah but i think it's those people are fucking brain damaged because exactly. it's very obvious that that is not the case yeah, like it's not if you just look beyond and look at the character depth especially of a person like apollo creed you're just like go fuck yourself and i hate you hey listen <laughs> i i've made it very clear that i am not listen i'm gonna let other people win this time around okay oh, as geez. the as the inaugural champion of the world whiteboard we'll, championship we'll why are we like, talking about the whiteboard God, <laughs> Ed, Ed, Ed just shout out, to, shout Ed, out to Ed talking to, tacos. Ed tried to throw it in my face. I'm like, I yeah. successfully did. Actually. So one of the things I do want to talk about for Rocky Three, and it'll be one of the last things, um, is the speech that Adrian gives to Rocky when he's on the beach, right? Because the first two movies are much more of like romance movies, even yes. the second one, where it starts oh, yeah. to dial it up. Well, a Rocky bit. Three is a romance. It's the romance between Apollo. And Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe the term All you're right. looking for is bromance. They fell Thank in love you. on the beach. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying. So there's a great scene where, and it is it is something to look for. It is something to aspire to in your relationship. Like it, as as like no matter what who you are, whether you're the man or the woman. It is it, it, the speech that Adrian gives to Rocky because he admits that he's afraid and he's broken and he can't do it. He's like, I don't want to lose what I've got. I'm afraid. You want to break me down? You want to make me say it? I'm afraid. And then she just rips into him. Yeah. And she has that great line. When all the smoke is cleared and everyone is done chanting your name. She's like, you're going to be the one that's remembered. And it's just this unbelievably powerful speech that, like, I think... Everyone who's ever had a significant other and has ever felt down, like, sometimes that's what you need. You need your significant other to just grab you by the balls and, and fucking, you know, yeah. be like, remember who you are. And that's what she does. And it's so unbelievably good. That's well, well said. Well, it's funny that, and it's funny that you say that because I think that's a perfect segue into Rocky Four. Yeah. Right? Because that's a big theme that you see in Rocky, well, not so much in Rocky Four, but it really comes full circle in Creed Two. Right. With the whole, you know, like with, when Ivan Drago's like, this is why she left us. You're like talking about your mother. Like, this is why she left us, you know, yeah. because he got his fucking ass kicked, you know. Yeah. It's like, because he's a loser. And, it, and it's like the, but it's, it's an interesting dynamic because like they don't really, they don't have an opportunity to really play on it because obviously Adrian is dead by Creed Two. Right. But it's like literally the exact opposite of that. Like right. in Creed's corner, you've got his wife and Rocky and everybody else cheering him on. Right. And then in uh, Ivan Drago's and Victor Drago's corner, it's like, you know, either win or I'm out. Like, go fuck yourself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's also great character development for Adrian because yeah. wh while I think the Rocky and Rocky three is a bit of a heel turn, like he changes too much for it to be believable. It's almost like he's a different person. Yeah. yeah. Adrian is like a steady, like, she comes out of her shell. You yeah, know, like, oh yeah. Like, like it's not like so you know these people thought that she was disabled in some way. No, it's just that she was very shy. Yeah, and she's kind of thrown in the deep end. You know, of you pool. got the disease of being shy. <laughs> yeah, and so she like she becomes more assertive over time. Oh yeah, and it, and it's really a way of how like you know 
Th- that is how he helped her. He made her more assertive, and then this is a great example of her helping him when he needs it. And the end, yeah. end of that movie, the freeze frame into the painting. You don't know who won the fight. Oh, it's That's so good. such a great ending. It's so good. The the ending of Rocky Three, and then the fact that they bring it back in Creed. As That's we began what, the episode so, with, yes. So again, I, I think that the two movies that are closest related to each other it is really like Rocky three makes Creed. Yes. That is what like it, it is what makes that, that Creed movie so good yeah. is, is everything that happened in Rocky three. Yeah. And then Creed four, uh, Creed of course dies. Right. In, in Rocky, Rocky four, four. Right. Which is of course the, you know, the also helps set up Creed. Yeah. And, and that, and what's, what I like about that movie too, though, is, they start <laughs> they start Rocky Four with Creed coming over for dinner as though he always yeah, does. Yeah, just so, like so a normal thing. So they kind of build up that relationship, yeah. which yep. is important because Rocky becomes his corner man. He's yeah. his manager. And it's his job to throw in the towel. Yeah. And he doesn't. And he doesn't. Because deep down he knows that's how Creed wants to go out. Yeah. Creed would rather die. Yeah. Then, then have lose the towel, fight. yeah. Then have the towel thrown in, and and like the way Creed looks at his wife, like yeah, he before knows that it. final yeah, round. Yeah, it. it's, it's you know it, it's almost like his way of saying goodbye to her. Yeah, yeah. And it, and and once again, that just you know this is you know we, we got we got to jump in between this and Creed two a lot because yeah. there are so many parallels with that and in <clears throat> Creed two yeah. where Ivan Drago throws in the towel yeah. for his son, yeah, which you know did not happen in either of the major fights in right. Rocky four. No. You know it was like down to the end. Obviously Creed died, and then he beats uh, Drago or Rocky beats Drago later. But Ivan Drago throws in the towel for his. Son, yeah. which is like the exact it's just it's such a so many cool parallels and dynamics between those two movies it's yeah. so beautiful and the last we see of drago and his son they're back to their routine oh, so good. running yeah again running in a bombed out yeah. city you know it seems like it seems like they're in the part of ukraine that's at war with russia i don't know where yeah. they're supposed to live but uh, yeah, they seem to live sure. in the absolute yeah. worst no, part a, of ukraine this is typical hollywood shit yeah. there is no nice part of ukraine in hollywood it's <laughs> all great but yeah but, but i love that scene too because throughout the entire movie they're they're the, like they're again. It's back to that whole antagonist versus yeah. villain. Like yeah. in Rocky Four, Ivan Drago and his whole posse. Yeah, he's a villain. They are villains, hundred yeah. like, percent villains. Yeah. Yeah. But in this movie, in Creed Two, they're just simply the antagonist, yeah. and you feel for them a little bit more. Especially oh, you know, yeah. like, so the whole thing with the mother and everything. It's just it's so well done. Yeah, and and at the end, it seems from even though nothing is said and such a well acted scene, you can tell that Drago doesn't um, regret throwing in the towel at all. Yeah. Yeah. And his son appreciates it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like it's this unspoken thing between them. Whereas yes, you lost the fight. Yes. You lost the chance at like national glory and a new family and all this money. But like they got something that's more important, which is like, is a great parallel to Rocky because as we know, in Rocky five, Rocky ends up with very little. Yep. But yeah. over the course of Rocky Balboa, and the Creed series, he makes a new family. Yeah, and he ends up having what's most important, and he and it's not that he's been winning fights; it's that he's gotten himself off the pavement. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if you guys have seen this, and or you you came across it in your research, but there is a mock ESPN thirty by thirty on Rocky Four. And That's it is amazing. it is one of the most. Is it really? Yes, it is incredible. 
It's hilarious. It's it's very like true to like what an ESPN thirty by thirty would be. And they're like they're they're like talking about it. They're like, man, these guys landed ninety percent of their power punches. <laughs> Dude, it is so. I strongly encourage you go on YouTube, check it out. It's very easy to find the ESPN thirty by thirty for Rocky Four. Hilarious! Well, they it's would, absolutely hysterically funny. They would totally do a thirty by thirty about that event because that is what ended the Cold War. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. They're <laughs> like, they're like, I don't. They started chanting for Rocky. <laughs> they keep well, saying no. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't get it. And then you have like the ambassador to like Russia. Like, he's like, um, yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> and like, and like that's where that's where Rocky Four. I mean, I feel like you know we talked about how Rocky Three jumped the shark. Rocky Four just. Jumped it again, yeah. <laughs> just further jumping up oh, the yeah. shark. Yeah, because that's when it really goes, and then that's where like the that and the Rambo movies really start to sync up in terms of yeah. that Cold War yeah. thing happening. You know, and just like fuck the Soviet Union, like the whole thing. And I mean, listen, it's incredible. I mean, there's no better feeling oh. than watching Rocky beat Ivan Drago at the end <laughs> of like Rocky Four. It's so satisfying. Yeah. Where, where Ivan Drago calls him, he's not a man. He's a piece of iron. You yeah. know, like it's just so. <laughs> great because like that's the the common theme is yeah. that rocky has a hard head right and like yeah that's why apollo creed couldn't beat him right he even talks about it in the second movie in the third movie when he's on commentary for right. their fight and he's like yeah the world's hardest head belongs to rocky balboa yep you know <laughs> and as great as rocky four is it paints the whole series in a corner though oh totally it, it, it creates what i like to call like the rising stakes problem yeah and so as you have more and more sequels in a successful film series, right, you need to have a bigger and better villain or obstacle to overcome. Right, uh, and go, go back and listen to Cannon Fodder episode thirteen of the Fast and Furious saga. Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what they fucking do. Yeah. yeah, which is why they're in outer space right now. Right. Yeah, aliens are Rocky go to outer space. Well, that's why. So I, I know yeah. where you're going with this, though, yeah. and, and you're so right because so, they do they do run into a dilemma here. It's, okay, where do we go next? Yeah. You know, he he single handedly. Ends the Cold War. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> so By Rocky that's Five right. comes around. Yeah, and it's a street fight, right outside a bar, right with his old um, trainee. Like right, so it just, it so just doesn't Rocky have five, the same. <laughs> there's, there's yeah. so I mean, Rocky much Five thing. sucks well, overall. So it's like, the far there's the worst so movie much. The no, I I disagree but it with that. the series again. I think I think that there's so much you would like Rocky Five that is good in Rocky Five. <laughs> it's it is it is. I think it's the second worst. The Venn I think, diagram I, I of don't people think who I don't hate think it's the first worst. Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa was not what? good. Yeah, dude. Rocky Balboa was not Name good. Name one scene in Rocky Five that can even touch. The Rocky Balboa the speech, speech, the speech that Mick gives to Rocky, uh, which was based off of uh, Mike Tyson's trainer. Right. right. If you listen to the speech that Mick yeah. gives to Rocky in Rocky Five, it is almost the exact same speech that Customato gives in, in an interview on TV. I mean, it's 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 eerily similar to each other. So, so, plagiarism, so plagiarism is your reason yeah. why that Rocky Five no, is better I mean, than Rocky a, Balboa. It's a great. It's it's and like the whole thing, like Tommy Gunn, like. <laughs> Tommy Mor Tom Morrison Such a was terrible a terrible name. He was a real. This is a series with Clubber Lang <laughs> and Ivan Drago. Tommy and the Thunderlip. Machine Gun. He's great. And Tommy the Machine Gun is by far the worst name. He's of also he was also the first legitimate boxer 
and legitimate heavyweight champion that was ever in a Rocky movie. And that's why he's the Except worst for, well, actor. Except for Joe Frazier was in it. He's yeah. in it, but he's, you know. And 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 the clone of um of uh, who's who's the big uh, Don King? Oh yeah, the, yeah, the clone yeah. of Don King. Yo, what's his name in this? Uh, uh, Terrible. Duke. D- his, I, yeah. yeah the I barely, Duke. I barely wrote yeah. about this because it's just. Yeah. No. It's not. It's not look, a movie. It's not worth a good movie. About. Yeah. So, th- but th- so not, Rocky, there's so many inconsistencies yeah. too. Like Rocky is smoking a cigarette in the beginning of the movie, and then he goes up to his kid and he goes, "Oh, when did you start smoking cigarettes?" He goes, "I don't know. Didn't you ever smoke before?" It's like you just saw him smoking a cigarette, literally. Yeah. Like <laughs> and Rocky, ro- the only Rocky Five only becomes. Better, I'll say, in retrospect, when Rocky Balboa comes out, because when you see it, when you look at the story as a complete story from the beginning of it until the you know, until at least Rocky Balboa, then it sets up so much more. Because then, like you know, we talked about how he's been like fully broken down, he's lost all of his money, yeah, and then he now yeah. he started to climb back up, which to your point, Ed, also solves the issue of like you know, okay, where do the stakes go from here? It's right. like you know, <laughs> they solve it really yeah. well, and what's Surprising about Rocky Five being as terrible as it is, is that the Oscar-winning director of the original Rocky returns. Returns, right. So this is the first yeah. movie in a while that Stallone hasn't directed. Yeah. So Stallone still wrote it, but you have the guy from the original Rocky who won a Best Director Oscar comes back, and it is by far, in my opinion, the, the yeah. worst. Because it's not a Rocky story. It's a Mike Tyson story. Like, the whole story yeah. is is literally Mike Tyson. It should have been. Tommy Gunn yeah. and, like, yeah. that whole, like, it's it, he is Mike Tyson with yeah. Don King yeah. and, like, his fall from grace, the women, the money. All of a sudden, he gets the fame and the popularity when he wins the title, yeah. and he leaves his 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 trainer, you know, and he loses himself. Like, the whole story. It's not a Rocky story. It's a Mike Tyson story. And it would have been better had it been unrelated. Yeah, right. I think Agreed. it kind of loses itself in the series. It's just not good. But yeah. the one improvement, as Matt just said, that it brings to to everything is that, okay, so now he's back down again. And then by Rocky Balboa, he's kind of fixed himself financially. He does that classic boxer thing like the, yeah. like the Dempsey or whatever it right. might be, where he has a restaurant. Yeah. It's called Adrian's. Yeah, Adrian has passed. Yeah, away of course. Yeah, in her in her honor. Yeah, and he has a. Even though he, at the end, this is what I don't like when movies do this. At the end of Rocky Five, he has a great relationship with his son. Right, the main yeah. part of one of the main strands of that movie is him fixing his relationship with his son. Mm-hmm. And then Rocky Balboa starts off, and he also has a bad relationship with his son. I hate when they like bring us back to square one, yeah, exactly. even though we just invested in a whole relationship yep. over a movie, but. It is interesting because it does seem like this is something that children of celebrities or very rich people deal with. And, you know, yes, he's he had a pretty pampered life, so you don't feel too sorry for him. But, yeah. you know, he is Rocky Balboa Jr. Yeah. So the first thing people think about him when they meet him is his father. So you can see how he has trouble dealing with it and not in a way where he's like terrible to his dad but just in a way yep. where like there's this like resentment he doesn't know how to express it and yeah. i think that that is that is the heart of this movie and so it's a frustrating inconsistency that blends over into creed right though right because in this movie rocky doesn't train his son he right. trains tommy gunn yeah. in, instead of training his son in, right. in rocky five and then in creed there's a scene where 
Creed sees a picture of Rocky with his kid, right. and Rocky's like, oh, I tried to train him, but he didn't really like fighting. And that just wasn't the case from Rocky Five. Like, that's not the story that was told. Well, we don't, you're right. Well, we don't know what happens between Five and Rocky Balboa. Right. You know, you're right. You know, like maybe, you know, because they showed his son being more into art and all this stuff. So maybe. Oh, know, yeah. Drawing yeah. the, the, his uh, French teacher's boobs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we're all into art, I guess, in some ways. <laughs> oh, wow. Don't let your mother see this. Oh. <laughs> I knew some French. This movie also oh, has so another good. classic Rocky villain name, Mason the Line Dixon. Oh, because man. every yeah. good boxer needs to be named after a, uh, 19th century American history. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still talking about Rocky Five? No, no Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Balboa. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, Rocky, 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 this is the villain, yeah. Mason the Line Dixon. Oh, who's, who's also an actual professional boxer Antonio Tarver yeah, yeah. Antonio Tarver yeah, yeah. I, just, um, I, did, is, I did not rewatch Rocky Balboa or Rocky 5 for this <laughs> well so Rocky Balboa has a lot of it, it's got redeeming qualities but it's not it's the, the whole story overall I just don't like it it's very forced and it's yeah, just well, it's heavy on continuity though it, yeah because yeah the, it does do that the, the woman whose son helps Rocky train and who starts working at the restaurant yep that is the young girl from the first Rocky. She's playing that character who yeah. yells at him, screw yeah. you, creepo. Yeah. Which, is, yeah. which is a cool callback. Which he, That's yeah, awesome. he calls it. But and, yeah. and then one of the guys who helps cha- uh, train uh, Rocky is Duke, who was Creed's trainer. And and Rocky's for Rocky three exactly and then and it's, yeah. so it's so it's great to Let's have make him. some hurting bombs. <laughs> Such a great line. <laughs> so they have him come back and then. This movie has Rocky finally express the the real heart of the series, and I'm going to play just part of his speech. This is kind of uh, everything. In, in my opinion, not only one of the, the, the best speech in any Rocky movie, yeah. but it is one of the best speeches in any movie, period. Here, uh, this is just a clip, but it, it's so good. This is all you need. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And that is what we've been talking about. Such a good, the whole speech from start to finish is just so, so good. Because once again, he doesn't win. No. It's a split decision. Yeah, right. yep. Which, I mean, just the idea that a 60-something-year-old man can go up against the heavyweight champion. Yes, I get it. He breaks yeah. his hand and they, you know, they like, you know, but it's just, I mean, uh. You gotta have heart, guys. Like damn Yankees. You yeah. gotta have heart. You gotta have heart. But... We didn't even or talk high about hopes. high hopes. High hopes. The, uh, yeah. yeah, high hopes. We we didn't even get into how it is that this fight. It's an exhibition that right. it gets with with a current uh, heavyweight champion who is like half his age. Right. And this part, although it seems forced, it's actually very realistic in the sense that like this is something Sports Center does all the time. Yeah. What happens is that early on in the movie, Sports Center. Does a computer simulation right. of Rocky Balboa versus the prime. current heavyweight? Yeah, which is prime, yeah. That's an argument that is 
on every sports show all the time, you know, like Jordan versus uh, right, LeBron, right, like all Tyson the time. Ali, and, right. Like, what would they have? What would have happened if they fought? Yeah, and people do, and, and and people do like statistical analysis or things all the time. You know, like there's always this big thing about like the Madden simulations of games for the season and all that business. So this this seems like something that would happen, and this is a this was made also at a time when boxing really started to flounder so like yeah the early 2000s yeah. so. this is when you know you were past so tyson and holyfield were gone yeah yep. yeah and you lennox really, lewis was lennox gone lewis, and, and even yeah. when lennox lewis was there yeah. lennox lewis was by himself yeah lewis was yeah. not a paper champion as they keep using this just yeah. lewis never had anybody to face he never not that he didn't fight well but he never had his arch nemesis right yeah and so the sport really suffered. And then, you know, over the next couple of years, UFC gained popularity. Yeah, and now boxing so. is less popular than the Rocky series. Like, the next Creed movie is going to be so much more popular than the next fight. Because there's nobody left now. Because now, jump to 2021, Pacquiao is running for president of the Philippines. Yeah, I mean, he's always <laughs> you know, been Mayweather political. Is, yeah, it's like, Olympians. but these guys are way beyond fighting Right, now. and, and, there's, and, there's and who's, the, who's the champion right now is not, it's, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyson Fury, right? Mm -hmm. Right, and he's just, he's not, I mean, when was the last time he fought? He fought Deontay Wilder, and it was like a, a weak fight because yeah. Deontay Wilder busted his eardrum. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, like, his equilibrium was all off, and, you know, it was just not a great fight. And it's just, Boxing you know, there is, no, there is no predominant, very, you know, like, name heavyweight champion of the world, which is, that's the biggest title that, yeah. that there is. And this would be an argument that they would have back then about, um, about, boxing at that time like, yeah it would be like you know lennox lewis is he really a champion because he's not facing anybody that is what that is who mason the line dixon is supposed to be. right it's supposed to be lennox lewis right the guy who's untouched in his era but is underappreciated and then i mean one of the biggest boxing matches in terms of buys and pay-per-views was floyd mayweather versus logan paul yeah like he's <laughs> boxing like, that's dead yeah it's like i mean yeah. that if it's that doesn't tell yeah. you right like now. a yeah. lot like and i think we all agree you know the final segment is always about where we want the series to go just jumping ahead briefly all i'm gonna say is i don't want any creed or rocky fighting youtube stars Oh, that, no, no point. No. I don't know. No point I don't think they'll go that this far. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that is where boxing is right now. I mean, no, boxing, <laughs> boxing in the real world is an absolute <laughs> fucking joke right I now. It's an see, absolute fucking joke. I want to see Rocky straight up punch an alien. Yeah. I want to see Rocky versus aliens. <laughs> <laughs> like, just think, uh, full yeah. on jump the shark. Like, Rambo versus <laughs> aliens might be more realistic. That's probably more realistic, <laughs> but damn it, I want to see Rocky just fucking punch an alien in the face. Honestly, where I'd. So, I'd like to see the series go is because uh, there's going to be a Creed three, right? Right. Yeah. I would like to see the series go. Bring back Victor Drago, right? Do a bit of a time jump, you know, just make them yeah. both a little bit older. Um, even though obviously not that much time has elapsed between the two movies, do like a bit of a time jump with them, and have Creed and Drago come together, not necessarily to like oppose somebody else, but like oh, like Rocky three, yeah, yeah, like come together yeah. to just like I don't know, like. Put a new like school of boxing together or something like well, just like in thinking, some way, yeah, you know. They they could help us solve the Ukrainian crisis. Right? Like, <laughs> oh man! That's like a... obviously, 
obviously Creed Victor and Drago, Drago just a hole in a tank. Creed and Drago yeah. come together and they and they solve uh, Crimea and, and everything. <laughs> that's good. it. I, yeah. I feel like that's the only. So the one thing that I will say about Rocky Balboa that I really did like yes. um, is the fact that so we went from a romance movie right yes. that had a sports element to action movies mm -hmm. right. Rocky Balboa turns it more into a sports movie. Very much yes. so. The boxing is better. Yes. The the announcing is better. It seems yeah. more real, more realistic. And that only gets accentuated in the Creed movies, especially yes. the first Creed movie. Mm -hmm. The boxing is so much more realistic. Yeah. It's so much more real, and it becomes much more of a sports movie than it, it was an action movie or a romance movie. Yeah. Right. Now, Creed 1 is a bit of a romance movie, and there is a lot of the over-the-top scenes, that scene with all of the motorcycles and ATVs. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, so good because so ridiculous. because because that is it's so ridiculous. But whatever. But that, that's so good because it is it is taking an iconic scene, which is actually from two two yeah, yeah, yeah not two, one, not yeah, two, one. Right. correct. And it takes that, and also it's it's adding in the a black subculture to it. It's it's like it's like the African American version of that, right? Because because it, especially in New York, when I, when I lived on um, in Spanish Harlem. You would see these groups of guys, especially on the weekends, yeah. going up and down. Oh yeah, these for like sure. ATVs and dirt bikes going up and down the streets. And like when I first moved there, it was just like, what is going? They would just go and they wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't be like a, anything illegal. They would just be like, they would just go in like, in a group up and down the streets, and it would just be like their, their thing on the weekends. Yeah, and like to just kind of bring that in, like they would, you know, they would be with with Creed, you know, like they would know his his father, and they would like adopt him. And it's interesting too because. You know, the Creed, Adonis Creed, who is Creed's son, he is from L.A. Right. He becomes mm -hmm. this, like, Philly guy. He does you know, like, Bianca, his love interest kind of teaches him about, uh, right, about yeah. Philly. He's a Philly, he becomes a Philly hero. You see him in, yeah. like, in, in Creed 2, and they, yeah. they go to get the cheesesteak, and yeah. you're just like, it's like oh, yeah. okay. it's so great. Like, yeah. And just like Black Panther, this movie by Ryan Coogler is all about, the relationship between a uh, son right mm -hmm. and his father who he never met right and and that's th that's one slight continuity issue with creed is that timing wise and age wise it works better if he were creed's grandson uh yeah completely yeah you uh... Because because at, at that point because I mean not if he was born in and not if he was born in like 1983 but, he's, but no, we no, know no. that he was born before yeah. the, <laughs> no no no, 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 no. what I'm saying is so they really have to shoehorn in like he is the absolute youngest a Creed son can be because he's born after Creed died yeah because he's conceived Creed gets killed by Drago and then Adonis is born. Is that, what, is that what they yeah, say? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because so, yeah, so, that doesn't make sense, because he says that it was when he went to L.A. that he cheated on his mom. Like, it was it was during Rocky III yeah. that, it, that, well, that Adonis Creed is, is conceived. There, it's, it's it's unclear, but... Yeah, it doesn't yeah, that's, make, I mean, doesn't that's, make yeah, a whole lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a continuity issue. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, the other problem is... So, it's very strange, but I can see a woman in grief doing this. He's adopted by the woman who who Apollo cheated on. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. Yeah. like he's adopted by, you know, a woman who has no blood relation to him. Right. Right. But on top of that, Creed has two kids. Right. You yeah. see those kids in the first couple movies. He has, yeah. he has a son and he has a daughter. So and I, they and they are never seen no. or mentioned. No, they're and not. And they at have all, to have been in the house with him. So that's why I just think 
Ryan Coogler kind of brought his own thing to it, which yeah. I think I think that was the heart of Black Panther, and I think that's the heart of of Creed is you know like this relationship with you know with with, with a father that you that you never met, and that that's what makes right. the movie so, so strong. And, and that's what I think. I think I think she she loved Apollo. She yeah. loved Apollo, and and this he, he was taken away from her yeah. very very early yeah. on, right? And in front and, of her eyes, right in front of her eyes, and ripped away yeah. from her life. She has that longing for a connection to Apollo in any way, shape, or form. Now, but, very much like Rocky's son, yeah. it, it's very believable that maybe Apollo Creed's kids, none of them went on to be boxers right. right, or fighters. They just didn't have that fighting spirit in them. Yeah, yeah. This kid did, yeah. right? And he really was very much who Apollo was at his core. And yeah. I think that's that's what she saw. Right. And when she found out, I mean, could you like I, I like I understand it. Like I could totally see it like really like really happening. Yeah. Like for a wife to to go and to go and to see this kid who's now an orphan. Yeah. He doesn't have anybody. Right. He keeps getting into trouble. But that is her husband's son. Right. Right. So she goes and she she and she's rich. She's super rich. She never has to work a day in her life. So she has the ability to make this person's life way better with the snap of her fingers. And so, of course, she would. And she does make his life better. Yeah. I love how the movie yeah, begins. Yeah, I love where, it. So first off, the movie begins with him in like an illegal fight. Yeah. Like underground Mexican fight. Yeah. And, and it's great because it it's very similar to the way we first see Rocky. Yes. You know, like, agreed. Rock, Rocky, the movie begins not with him in like a big sanctioned fight. Uh, Spider Rico. Yeah, <laughs> like an underground, you know, fight. And then you see the next day he's, you know, he has this white collar job working at the bank and all this stuff. So he's he's done well. Obviously he would because he had you know wonderful privilege. But it's it's interesting to see how he still is that fighter and like he mm-hmm. never let that go because he he had he had several years of not being rich. It was like just enough so that like he's always going to be that. Oh, kid. It's his entire and childhood. Yeah, yeah. You know, like the most important developmental times, like for a kid, is yeah. is when he was. You know, like fighting for his life on the streets and yeah. keep getting into fights and he would go into foster homes and go into, you know, he was in and out of juvie. Right. Yeah. You know, which I, I thought was just, I mean, an incredible like part of the story. Yeah. And you know? Tessa Thompson is so great as Bianca. Yeah, this is one of the yeah. first roles that really had yeah. her. You know, now she's huge. You know, yeah, she really part. jumped to the next level. And I think making her a um, a musician is such a great. Um, addition to the to the series but, because it gives her not so they did a great job especially in three of writing adrian that she's not just like the love interest right you know, they give her a purpose but right but having her have have her own struggle being yeah. you know, that she's losing her hearing yeah as a, that's as what a i was musician. gonna say yeah not only a musician yeah. but a deaf musician that's yes. even it's like wild and him being you know worried about his daughter is yeah she's gonna be deaf too tie in also when we get to creed 2 you know instead of having um a big band or like or 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 somebody else play the the entrance music for Creed it's his it's his wife so it gives him like a team thing that was very cool that's a really yeah so and so i think creed in my opinion is the best movie in the series and wow it's, it's wow. so good and it's so good with the continuity like for instance wood harris you know like the um the the trainer from LA mm-hmm he is the son of. He's called Little Duke. He's the right. son of the Duke that we mentioned earlier. You know, right. they're both the bald black yeah. uh, yep. trainers Tony. of yeah, Tony. yeah, of of 
Creed, and I love, and, and even the continuity between Creed and Creed too. I love how, you know, at the beginning of Creed, um, Creed loses his father's car to yes. uh, Stuntman Wheeler, right? <laughs> yeah. And then yep. the first fight of Creed two is not only a fight for the title, yep. right. it's a fight Getting for the, the car. Mustang. I love that, yeah. I love yeah. that so little it's, bit where you yeah. know, like, they have like a side bet. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. what what makes Creed 2 work is that it's a bit of a remake of Rocky Four, And we talked a lot about Creed before. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Thing. It's just like it, they do such a great job of sympathizing with the Dragos. And I will say, if you want to talk about iconic shots, the shot of the two Dragos standing at yeah. the top of the steps. That's an awesome looking shot. Looking out yep. over Philly. They, they look like conquerors. Coming to the city, yeah. Looking over yeah, the gate, really cool. Yep. And what's so great is that on their way up, they see the statue, which is something Drago doesn't have in Russia. Yep. Yeah. And more importantly, it's very subtle. Their eyes are direct. They're looking at the city, but the camera comes around, and all around them are people. Yep. Their doing that. Yep. Yeah. Doing the Rocky pose. Doing the Rocky pose, which is something that Drago doesn't have. And I can yeah. tell you, I I worked on a movie that shot on those steps. Yeah. Uh, I was it was Shazam. Yeah. And. We, we shot there for a full day, like it was like a 16-hour day. And we were specifically told by the city that we had to provide a two-hour window, which worked out because we had to go from night to day. So it was fine. We had some time where people could just run up the steps. So we were stopping. <laughs> yeah. So we had control yeah. the steps. <laughs> and we kept – we had, you know, we had 50 PAs all around telling people, come back. I think it was between two and four, two and four. And between two and four – all these people going up the steps. And this is a little side business. Right at the top of the steps, there is like a Hollywood Walk of Fame. There's yep. an indentation yeah. exactly where he stood to recreate <coughs> the photo. And there's like all these hustlers who have like take photos and they're kind of in like workout gear like Rocky. They have like the gray sweats. Yeah. Dude, it's and insane. Just, and they, these yeah. guys it's it's like the Times Square of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Like taking photos for these yeah. guys. And it's unbelievable because this is for a movie. Can you imagine? Like what the real world would be, it would, it would be like five times that. Yeah, like, yeah it's it would be incredible. insane. Yeah. And, yeah, and for them to really play up, you know, that, and also just when Drago goes to Adrian's and he talks to Rocky, like, such a great, yeah, he, a great. Because you great saw team. he comes from Squalor. Like even though where he, Rocky, go, where he, go, he looks around, he goes, he goes, no pictures of me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Rocky has you know gone through some rough times, but you know he is comfortable. He yeah. has a restaurant. Also, I think he's more comfortable at the restaurant than doing anything else because he's yeah. a people person. I think yeah. He, yeah. he loves to smooge, you know, the customers, tell the stories, yeah. take the fake jaw photo, yeah. you know, yep. like I think he's more happy uh, happy doing that than anything else. Yeah, yeah totally. That's we got to move on to the fodder. Fodder yes. time. You know, this is perfect time to work on the fodder. So Okay. Here we go. I love it. So this is my favorite piece of fodder. I think we're going to mention Anthony. Please tell us fodder number one. So the piece of fodder that I think is the most fascinating <laughs> is that great. Rocky Balboa was almost a GI Joe. <laughs> Technically, he was Technically, a GI Joe was. for one was. month. For one, yeah, one month, correct? Yeah. And until well, he never, issue, he never two, yeah, until right. issue three, and it is right. It was officially redacted. Yeah, yes. It was, yes, yes, it was redacted. Yeah. Yes. It's insane. And it was all because of 
lawyers uh, because of lawyers and agents and yeah. not getting money yeah. Bull- and everything. Bullshit, like basically, yeah, bullshit. His so, likeness, the whole thing. Like, you know. So here's what happened. We talked about Rambo earlier, which right. of course that film series basically is taking place concurrently. You know, he's doing in the right. '80s, he's doing Rocky, he's doing Rambo. So one of the things, uh, this is such an '80s thing that we often mention on the show is this ridiculous R-rated PTSD Vietnam War era movie. Yes, it's a child. Centric adaptation called Rambo: The Forces of Freedom. Yeah, the Dude. cartoon and show. This yeah. cartoon so ridiculous is over the top, super popular. So they release action figures that are of doing course. amazingly. And cartoons Rambo, were Forces, always made to yeah. just support action figures. Exactly, that's, that's the reason why they were made. Yep. So Rambo: The Forces of Freedom starts to really cut into the GI Joe series because obviously there's they're they're because yeah, it's the same the fucking same thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> so just like. Um, WWF's Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Yeah. G.I. Joe wants to team up with somebody else to add somebody. And who better than just add a different version of Rambo, Rocky. And Sergeant Slaughter was a mail-away figure. You had to cut the coupon out of the comic book or magazine. Yep. You had to put it in with money and send it off. And six to eight weeks later, yeah. maybe you'd get the figure back. <laughs> so ridiculous. No, um, <laughs> with a money order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so like that was the way that you had to purchase it. But it was wildly successful. Yeah. Sergeant Slaughter was one of the most successful G.I. Joe figures. So they wanted to bring in another. That's a great idea. Yeah. Another character. So, in order of battle number two, which is you know just a GI Joe uh, comic book, at, at, at the back page of every issue of the comic book, they would have like a dossier on yeah. different GI Joe members, right? Correct. Snake guys, you know. Everybody has a story. Duke, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody has a story. But then what the happened story. is they introduced Rocky Balboa, and it was definitively Rocky Balboa. It says Rocky Balboa. It looks like Stallone. Yeah, and they describe him. Combat instructor is my favorite exactly. part. Yes, yeah. yeah, he was yeah. a combat instructor. To they train, even sculpt his face yeah. to do the action figure. Yep. To train the GI Joe team in the finer points of the sweet science <laughs> of pugilism. Yes, and they actually create a villain for him. Yes, Big Boa. Big Boa. <laughs> we are going to include the dossier photos for both these characters. So on our Instagram. Big Boa looks like an S and M. Bane, yes. like yeah. he, he's with just giant red with, boxing. Yeah, gloves. with yeah. giant red boxing gloves, he is the most ridiculous looking character. Like, and the best part about I've his boxing seen. gloves is that they they're meant to be boxing gloves, but his whole body is so fucking disproportionately drawn <laughs> that they just look like regular gloves. Yeah, over they his look stupid yeah. meat paws. Yeah, his yeah. arms are so big, there's no puff to them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is is funny because the Rocky figure, the Rocky character, was actually going to have a staff that had boxing gloves on the end. Amazing. So it wasn't like he was <laughs> fighting with his own fists. He would fight with a staff that had boxing gloves on the end. Yes. Just so 80s. So <laughs> awesome. I love it. So then this all falls apart, though, because Rocky's agents realize that they're about to cannibalize their own series. Right. Yep. They basically have... Uh, the lion's share of the profits for Rambo, the forces of freedom. And they're about to cut into those profits by getting a tiny share of G.I. Joe. So they cancel the contract. And so in the next issue, which is a month, so for one month, Rocky is a G.I. Joe. And the next right. issue releases a official retraction. Yeah. The fact says, that they printed the retraction <laughs> yes. like a goddamn newspaper yeah. yes. is the best part yeah, about like, it. It's official. Like, yeah, this oh, is like, sorry, you know, yeah. he's not like, actually in this it's like if you mis- It's like if you misquote a congressman. This is like very That's what, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like editor's note like in the fucking New York Times. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> the character of Rocky Balboa, in parentheses, 
codename Rocky, was incorrectly <laughs> yeah, included Rocky. as a member of G.I. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky is not and has never been a member of G.I. Joe. Now, Dude, it's this, so funny. It's now, just, and, and it's all about, it's just all about you know what this the is? rights. And, this yeah. is and government like, doublespeak. Yeah. Oh, this is what happened. Secret agent. Secret agent oh. got out, and they're trying, and they're trying. <laughs> this to, is they're how, trying to maintain. This is how Rocky so, stopped the Cold War. He's in, actually a secret agent. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Adrian is a front. You yeah. know what? Oh. I don't even know if Adrian is dead. Oh, Adrian had to go into hiding to protect herself because oh. you know the. The yeah. way you get to a hero is by the ones you well, love. It's well, Creed, Creed's not dead either. I mean, Creed obviously faked his death in Rocky IV, only to show up in the jungle and get actually killed by the Predator. Oh, Creed, Creed I mean, got, that just makes sense. No, no, Creed got um, brainwashed, and he became Big Boa. Oh! No. <laughs> uh, big, 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 big Boa was white. white. <laughs> there was a lot of crazy science that's going on, man. I, I don't know. He got the Michael Jackson treatment. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what's great. Bathed his body in bleach. Big Boa, because... He was created by G.I. Joe as the nemesis for Rocky. He is an original creation of G.I. Right. Joe. He exists to this day. Correct. Yep. So he is like a vestigial Rocky villain yes. that is in that world. And I would love if at some point a future Rocky movie has a big Boa reference. Just a throwaway. I don't uh, just maybe like his action, maybe like a big boa action figure. Like he sure. just gives it to yeah. a little kid, like oh, yeah, you know, just like a throwaway. Like oh, that would be like hilarious. Yeah. Used to fight. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Oh, he looks, well, then, he then you like really connect all guy. the universes, yeah. and then you really connect all the universes. So that is our most official piece of fodder. That's it. That's the next Rocky movie. There it is. It's got to be Rocky versus Big Boa. Like, we blend Rocky with the G.I. Joe movies. Yes. Right? So now you can have Dwayne Johnson Ooh. on screen with Sylvester Stallone. As, so yeah. you have The Rock <laughs> yep. meets Rocky. Nice. Wow. Well, I was gonna say, but that would be amazing. And, and, but that, and of also, course, Rocky trained The Rock. Because he trained him in the sweet science of pugilism. Well, I was going to say wow, that's also man. why that's also why Rocky Balboa spent so many years not interacting with his son because he didn't want to get him involved in like the high stakes world of international espionage as a GI Joe. He unfortunately had to choose country over family. Exactly, but man. now he's officially retired as of Creed too. So you know, oh, and then eventually, man. and eventually, they, cool it'll, it'll cross be? over with the Transformers <laughs> and he'll get the punch of Transformers. If oh. <laughs> I definitely, if Rocky punched Megatron in the face. Like. Well, the director for Creed 2 is directing the next Transformers movie. So we're like this close. Yeah, man, it's, <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. And talking wait, about. Wait, 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 wait. The next Transformers movie? Yeah. There's, there's, come on, this series, the, the franchise won't die. Fuck. And speaking of franchise crossovers, right about the time when Cobra Kai was being released for the first season, mm -hmm. Ralph Macchio revealed in an interview that in the early 90s, he was pitched a crossover that would have focused on the uh, shared Italian lineage of Rocky Balboa. And Daniel LaRusso. And Daniel LaRusso. <sighs> now, this is a movie that I would have paid to see. So that's like, a cool idea, because you could definitely do that in an MMA setting, and, where you have, yeah. you have Rocky show up to Cobra Kai. How awesome and would that be? If yeah. Rocky shows up yeah. in Cobra Kai in order to like beat the villain and they yeah. go into like an MMA and he teaches them how to box. Yeah, he walks in, he goes, oh, it's a nice uh, gym you got here. That is yeah. the most brilliant idea ever. That is that is a billion dollar and idea right them there. Be, and apparently they were supposed to be related and it would somehow feature their kids. 
it was it was a very underdeveloped. That's weird. Hit. Yeah, yeah, a but, little bit. But how that would have been because they're like, very he's far like a, apart in age. Yeah, and he's like a it's, nephew. Yeah, they're yeah. very far apart in age. I mean, I mean, well, I guess not really. Like you, no, you yes think they are? No, because you think 1984, he was a senior in high school, and in 1978, Rocky is in his 20s. Yeah, yeah so okay, so they're like 20 years apart. No, they're like seven years. It doesn't apart. matter. This would have been the biggest Italian movie of all time. Can you imagine the Six box office? Apart. Can you imagine the box office receipts for Staten Island alone? Yeah, jeez. I mean, just, it. you know, everybody on that, you know, <laughs> everybody on Staten Island would have seen the movie five times. Uh, heck yeah, man. That's I, 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 but I think that's a brilliant way to blend Rocky and to do the next part or to like bring something more to the Rocky yeah. universe is to to bring him into Cobra Kai. Just a short cameo, you know, or maybe... Clubber Lang's kid is part of a, wow. a, a rival dojo. Yes. Wow. Sylvester Stallone was born in 1946. Ralph Macchio was born in 1961. There's more than a 7-year age difference. How old is Rocky supposed to be in in Rocky 1? Which was in 1977. I don't right? know. He was born. In, 19... He was born in 1940. I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but he was born in 46, so he was over 30. Yeah, we're not talking about the person. We're talking about the character. Yes, I just said I don't know. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. You my, don't know. Yeah, that's my, right. You don't know. My point. <laughs> <laughs> my point is, you're wrong. <laughs> well, you know, right, they could have just done a Creed, and it could have been, you know, like. You know, like the well, born yeah. after the well, because yeah. Creed is obviously meant yeah. to be younger than Michael yeah. B. Jordan actually is. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, exactly, exactly, exactly. And then our final piece. Yeah, of so was Daniel Larusso. I yeah. think. Yeah. I think Ralph Macchio was like yeah, twenty when he, he yeah. filmed that. And our final piece of fodder is the 2013 movie. Yes, Grudge Match. Grudge Match. Which, <laughs> although technically not a member, not a part of this series, it is. Clearly, a movie that was pitched as being the Raging Bull versus Rocky versus yes. Rocky. Yeah, it stars Sylvester Stallone as a character named Henry Razor Sharp, which yeah. is <laughs> it's such a Rocky, Rocky name. name. It's yes. just a Rocky name. Henry yeah. Razor Sharp is obviously yeah. somebody that um, Rocky beat on uh, you know before he played played against uh, Clubber Lang, and then Robert De Niro plays. Billy the Kid McDonough. Yes, another, another Rocky Another character name. that I think Clubber Lang beat before his fight with Rocky. Um, the Rocky character is is clearly inspired... I'm sorry, the, the Razor character is clearly inspired by Rocky. Yeah. There is a fun little sequence where... And it's so forced. Where, the, where Razor's trainer is bringing him to dinner. Right. And for some reason, they enter the restaurant through the meat locker, mm -hmm. which I've never been to that restaurant. But apparently, they go through the meat locker. And well, that's what that's what you do when you're when you're a fucking old Italian guys going to a restaurant. You yeah. always enter through the fucking kitchen. Yeah, slash have you meat ever seen Goodfellas? Area. It's yeah, one like, of the best scenes. You in never go in through the front door. They always go in through the back, and they yeah. always have to pass a fucking meat locker. And he's yeah. and, and, and the Rocky character is about to hit the meat, and Alan Arkin, who plays his, yeah, his, yeah, his. Uh, his trainer is like, what are you going to do? We're here to eat. Like yeah. that's it. And of course, you know, the Razor character does the untraditional training, you know, like he trains out in a junkyard. He's like right. pulling yeah. a car. And, yeah. You know, it's so you obvious can dodge that a it was car, supposed you can to be dodge a Rocky a dog movie. Ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> you can dodge a car. Yeah. You can dodge a fist. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, it, it's, and, and, and one thing to, to, to mention is that there's a, there's a guy by the name of Michael Buffer who is known for, let's get ready to rumble, which right. is a copyrighted phrase we're about to be, um, Sued, sued now. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. bring it on. Let's go. It's just me. But he 
Sue me for he what? He is the announcer in Rocky Five. <laughs> yes. Rocky Balboa. Yes. Grudge Match, Creed, and Creed Two. Yes. In addition to being, you know, the announcer yes. at any remaining boxing fights as it dies. Uh, he's he's also he like, got he got his. So, he was, I mean, Michael Buffer is is he brings a lot of legitimacy to the competition world. Yeah, and they have Max Kellerman in these movies too, and they do like they use the HBO and Sports Center logos and stuff as you know, like yeah. as the movies continue, it seems as though you're kind of watching live stuff. Yeah. I did I did I did really like one of my favorite things about not my favorite things. I was way overstatement, but I did like how in Creed two they had a lot of that like. HBO stuff, you know, like yeah. show the actual like made it feel like a lot more realistic, you know. Same, yeah, yeah, same. That's do, what they, I was saying. Like in Rocky Balboa is yeah. when they started it, and yeah. then through Creed and Creed Two, like it yeah. becomes much more of a sports movie. The right. boxing is much more real. The yeah. the whole like way they cover it and everything. Like even there's a point where. Um, you're watch- where uh, Adonis Creed is sitting down watching uh, HBO twenty four seven, right? You yeah, know? because the because the Cold War is over and yeah. China doesn't have any premier boxers that I'm aware of, so you know we had to go more realistic yeah. in terms of this. Matt is now pitching Creed three. That's Speaking it. of which, <laughs> now it's China. Although we do wow, already have the villain for awesome. Creed three, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, so it's set to come out next year, twenty twenty two. Yep. Okay. Michael B. Jordan is pulling a Stallone. He's going to step in the director's chair. Yep. Well, oh, that'll be uh, exciting. Which would be cool. Kugler's going to be back as uh, a producer yeah he's kind of shepherding this whole series yep and the one drawback is stallone has announced that he will not be returning for this film right i think that that's okay though because they even though they have a great close relationship right very much rocky seemed to take his retirement thing like like, yeah like the strength of of creed's two ending beyond the the beautiful you know silent looks between um the Drago, uh, the right. father and son, is that it ties up the one loose piece of continuity of the Creed series. Is that right. they have to get rid of Creed? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Rocky's son. Yep. To give him a relationship with Creed, but they have the actor Milo who plays uh, Rocky Jr. come back for just a short scene at the end of Creed Two. Creed, you know, seemingly moves across the country to reunite with his son and to and to meet his grandson he barely knows. Which is such an inexplicably big name to cast in that role. Mila, the, yeah. to make well, he whatever you say his fucking last back. name. He wasn't, he wasn't big in Rocky Balboa. What? Because they bring him back. Cause oh, I forgot yeah. he was in Rocky Balboa. So yeah, right. he was in Rocky it, Balboa. Yeah. And, 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 no, that, I, was he, in, was he in Heroes at that time? Had he had already yeah, been in I Heroes? Yeah. 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 So, okay. but, yeah. But still, like, that's really... You know, yeah, like, I didn't rewatch Balboa for this. So I totally yeah. forgot yeah. that he was in yeah. him yeah. that he would come back just for a short little... Yeah, because he was in like 30 seconds. Yeah, it was great. it really ties in. Even though it's a quick shot, it ties in and it ties to Rocky's story. And like... And if Rocky doesn't come back to train Creed, it's just like, all right, they, you know, they can, they're still family, they're still friends, right? You know, like Rocky is with his son. Like, it, it, do right. they do they kill Rocky right off off screen? No, he, they're not going to kill dead? Rocky. I no. think what they do for I think what they do for Creed three, Creed three, they're going to bring back uh, the the other kids we were talking about earlier. Yeah. The other kids, uh, Apollo's other kids. That's that would who's be, gonna that come would be an in. interesting yeah. dynamic. And like, and like none of them are going to be involved in boxing, but like something about them is going to be. They'll, they'll be like you know your Adrians and your Paulies, like other. Yeah. dynamic characters that come in for that like that's those are the characters that I think come into Creed 3 I would love yeah. that because they have to have a conflicted relationship because they would have been so much older than exactly like, yeah. They, like, yeah like they would have been family but not necessarily raised in the same house right, right? Yeah. yeah they'd be in their 40s like yeah. theoretically yeah. Yeah, yeah they would have been much older because uh, and then on top of that and probably would have been spiteful they probably like who is and this he, kid yeah. oh you're gonna give him things right. like, yeah. and he's taking the Creed name to new yeah. heights exactly yeah. Like, even yeah. if they weren't initially resentful 
when he was young. Yeah. Now he is the heir. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, yeah. yeah like, so, and he's not even legitimate. Right. You know? so, so now, like, over these past five years, right. he's probably become more of. So, yeah. so that would be, I love that idea. But all we know about the movie uh, from a story point of view is that Jonathan Majors, who played Kang in Loki and is going to be the next yep. big Marvel villain, he's the opponent. Yeah. I think he's, I think Which he is. This would be great. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's so, you could just tell from Lovecraft Country and from, and from, his short little bit in Loki. He's, he's a great, great actor. actor. Yeah. Very, and he has such great personality. Like, yeah. I, like I can see him being a very, you know, in an Ali style. Yeah. Like very boxer. charismatic. Yeah. yeah. So, Which is something that, that Adonis is actually not. Adonis is more like no. Rocky in that yes. way because he was trained by Rocky. Right. right. And so he's not that flashy right. dance around Muhammad Ali float like a butterfly sting like a bee kind of yeah. character. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he seems and, and he's like Rocky in the fact that he's loyal to his wife. Right. Like he's 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 much more of the down to earth guy. Yeah. It's interesting. And and our final two pieces of what might be the future. One. So. We have about you know five to ten minutes left in the episode of wrapping up here, and whenever we talk about the future of the Rocky series, we have to talk about the fact that Amazon Studios bought MGM for eight point four five billion dollars. Yeah, and when you buy a, a company like MGM, which has many properties, but this is by far the most current. Yeah, like yeah. they own RoboCop and some other things, you know, stuff that they'll be able to squeeze money from. But yeah, yeah. but because of the success of Creed. Yeah, this is a series that they can easily um, get money from right away. Yeah, yeah, and they can print money from yes. this instead of squeezing it. <laughs> and ever since um, the talks to buy MGM started, Rocky has been working on two pitches. One is called Rocky Epilogue, which seems to have fallen by the wayside, but it was a movie that would have finished off the Rocky storyline, and it would have involved. Um, Rocky meaning a young, angry person who got stuck in the country illegally when he came to see his sister. And then Rocky takes him under his wing and then trains him. That one seems like Creed all over Stupid. again. Yeah. It, it seems seem like again. Creed all yeah. over again, but like with less of a relationship. You know? No, it, it seems like an absolutely ridiculous like attempt at social commentary, <laughs> to yeah. be perfectly honest. <laughs> well, he did end the cold war why can't he end the why can't he end the division between left and right i I mean this you know i mean if if he can bring the soviet union and the u.s together he can bring democrats and republicans together rocky balboa (laughs) punches democracy Yeah. (laughs) yeah and then the more uh promising pitch is an untitled rocky prequel series which we uh actually posted uh, reposted rather Rocky's rambling pitch Stallone's rather <laughs> rambling pitch uh, he, he put a treatment a couple pages of his treatment up on his Instagram and it's like a 1960s set prequel which obviously would require brand new casting for yeah of right yeah and it involves the civil rights era it involves a young boxer Rocky it seems like it would be a mistake. It would be a very good It sounds mistake. like a terrible idea. I, I think the, the better The whole point movie... is nothing happened in Rocky's life that was worth it before. Like, Yeah, exactly. If you, if you tell this fantastic... to Adrian, so yeah. Yeah. there's no Adrian, yeah. fine, you can have Pauly, but you can't have any of the Creed, because Creed, yeah. maybe you see Creed on TV, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, but like... That like, sounds like a terrible see, idea. That's, that's where I think they should go. If they were going to do a prequel series and do it around the civil rights movement, make it about Apollo Creed. There you go. That I want to see. That I would 
would love to see Apollo Creed's yeah. rise to yeah. be champion and his dominance in, in yeah. becoming champion. And it would make it that so much would be more really cool. And it would make it so much more relevant too with the prevalence of the Creed movies right now and Creed Adonis Creed essentially being the main character. Right. right. Cause, cause and you can has... even do something where like you bring back Carl Weathers as like the grandfather. Yeah. Have right. Him and you have him play like yeah. the grandfather yeah. of like who like looks after you know Apollo Creed yeah. like, when he's a kid. Like at what point? Do you, at what point do you feel like some like the producers are sitting there? It's like oh we got another meeting with Sylvester Stallone today. It's like oh what's he gonna pitch? Is, yeah. it, a Rocky is, it, is movie? it Rambo? Is, is it, it a Rambo or is it an Expendables <laughs> Five? Like what is he gonna be? He's only got one of every. He already, he, he just did a Rambo movie last year, which was yeah. fucking terrible. Dude, they can't. Oh, that movie was not good. They. That was social commentary, right? He had to go into Mexico for some reason. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, was, yeah. I mean, it was it was better than I expected was a, it to that be. Was but a, like, that was yeah. a Trumper movie dream. I yeah. think. It was it was weird. It Let's was, punch yeah. the Mexicans. We're gonna punch some Mexicans. Yeah, it was very it was very interesting that movie. Yeah, but yeah. So I don't want to see a prequel, but I do think we're inevitably going to see this become more of a cinematic universe because yeah. oh yeah, if Amazon buys something for that much, they're gonna do it. And yeah. I, I think Creed Three is, you know, I, I trust that it's going to be good. I'm just worried about them trying to like, you know, I, Jeff, Jeff Bezos is sitting there somewhere right now, going like, no, 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 listen, listen, Rocky's gonna be a fucking GI Joe, okay? Like, I'm listen, we're bringing him back. I think, <laughs> I think you could do a really cool series around the rise of Apollo Creed, yeah, and I love like that his idea. in his dominance as champion, because he he, you don't hear much about who Apollo Creed was before he meets Rocky, no. but he is this dominant heavyweight. He's the greatest fighter in the whole world. He seems to be Ali. Yeah. And, yeah. And of course, we all know, you know, Ali couldn't have been more involved in the civil rights, anti-war. Like he was, you name the cultural issue yeah. of the 60s and 70s. And he was involved. He was yep. at the heart of it. Yeah. Uh, so so you could have parallels like, like that. You know, he wouldn't have to necessarily be, you know, the same type of Ali character, but he could tie into all that. But yeah, I, I love that. I wasn't yeah. even thinking about that pitch being switched to be... To, to be, be Apollo Creed, but, I think it would be really cool. I think that would, that would be that would be especially if you're going to continue with the Creed franchise, yeah. and it becomes not the Rocky franchise; it becomes the Creed franchise. Yeah, great. Then then give us the backstory of Apollo Creed because that's yeah. more much more interesting. Yeah. Rocky was a he was like a kid who has a troubled childhood who becomes a leg breaker. It has nothing to do with boxing. Exactly. The whole point it's is very very little. He didn't achieve anything until the movie. Correct. We, we saw that's the, the most whole point. Story. Of, of yeah, life. the whole point of yeah. the first movie is that he hadn't achieved anything. Nothing good had happened in his life until that moment. Now, here's 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 what I'm thinking. Because we now live in a world where cinematic universes never end. Yeah. Ali's daughter became a professional boxer. She did for a little while. Are we 15 years away from Creed whatever? Adonis Creed's daughter. Adonis Creed's daughter. Who's <laughs> deaf. His deaf, deaf daughter becomes fighting the Fighting Clubber champion. Lang's daughter. Wow. Clubber fighting. Lang's daughter. Wow. Okay. All you, right. You know it's going to happen. That's, that would be... Is that uh, where we end? <laughs> yes. That is 100% where we that end. The shark has been jumped and murdered. Well, 15 years from now, when I'm right and you're wrong, <laughs> yeah. we're going to play this clip. Yeah. And Episode I'm going to say, see, I told you. Uh, there we go. So, thank you so much for listening, guys. Remember to like and subscribe both... Um, Cannon Fodder Podcast on Instagram and right. Twitter. And right. of course, the Review Podcast Network, which we are proud of. 
That's right. Being a part of. Yeah, uh, and check out some of the other shows that are on the network. We have Talking Tacos. We got Political Partying. We have Ready Set Review. We've got the the local fix. The mix. The yep. mix. That's for the, the local fix. Yeah, the fix and the mix. Yeah, the mixes the fixes. And eventually we'll get back to doing Jack Acid Flashback when Ming stops fucking traveling all over the goddamn place and can actually be <laughs> in one spot for. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Eventually, once again, we'll do Jack Acid Flashback more than one day at a time, Ming. <laughs> but yeah, let us know if you uh, if you have any um, you know kind of tidbits or. Or connections. Where would you like to see the Rocky franchise or Creed franchise go from here? What What would you think would be cool or fun to see? Uh, who do you want to see Rocky fight next? Let us know. Um, and uh, yeah. Until next time. <laughs> I'm Ed. I'm Anthony. And I'm Matt. And this is, is Cannon, Cannon Fodder. Fodder.